That's great. Uh, hi, everybody. It's the Dead Air Horror Review Show. Uh, I'm your co-host, TJ, a.k.a. El Topo, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris, a.k.a. Big Dick C. And uh, <laughs> we're here, and uh, we're going to talk about the movie Kill List, um, a movie I... I re- I'm just going to come out on Front Street and say that I really, really love. Um, I, the last movie we did, we were disappointed in the ending. So I wanted to come back with a movie that I think lives in its ending. Like, I feel like the whole movie is kind of predicated on its ending. And I think the ending is really good. Um, yeah, I feel as though we could spend the entire episode just picking apart the ending. And I and I feel like also just on Front Street, uh, you can't talk about this movie without spoiling it. So if you haven't seen the movie, go watch the movie and then come back and listen to what we have to say. Um, but yeah, uh, I think the ending is fucking brilliant. Like, I think that the movie like I love like um, I love genre mashups when it works. Like, there's a movie I really like called The Guest that we might end up watching at some point. And The Guest is a movie that's, like, kind of like a weird The Killers in My House type horror movie. And then at the end, it turns into, like, Captain America. It's fucking insane. It's really good. What movie is this? Uh, it's called The Guest. The Guest. It's that's... it's an Adam Wingard movie. Uh, Dan Stevens is oh, the lead. Oh, I think I've seen that. What's, what's her name from... Her. What's her name from Watcher? Isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, forget her name now. Uh, it's really good, but it's another movie where it's like, it's a whole other movie for most of the movie. You think it's like a horror movie, and you think it's like, and not only do you think it's a horror movie, but you think you think it's a tropey horror movie, and then it just, it just turns you on your head. And this movie, Kill List, uh, by Ben Wheatley, who I I think is is fucking brilliant. I'm a big fan of, of most of his films. Um, this movie is like a mashup of like a folk horror movie and like a kind of like kind of modern day, like, like, I don't even know what I would call it kind of like that, that like jarhead genre of like war is fucked up and it fucks people up and they, they don't know how to like be back in society anymore. Like this movie has a lot to say and it's interesting because like, I feel like you know, a lot of times, like, message movies, they they hit you over the head with it. But I think this movie does it in the right way, where there's just, like, a lot of themes. Like, I, I as I watched it this time, like, I really took away the kind of, like, PTSD angle of the movie, where, like, the main character is fucked up from what he's seen in war. Well, both of them, the, the, his, his, him and his friend. And, I mean, as you find out later on, his wife as well. But like I, I didn't I've seen this movie like three or four times and that element didn't come through as strong with me as it did in this viewing. I was like and then I, I went and read some interviews with Wheatley and that's like completely intentional. This is like a you know what I mean, like a post war on terror type movie. And like it's it's kind of interesting to me that like a movie can do so many different things. Like I, I think I told you this uh, when I briefly talked about the movie in the last episode. I remember when I was recommended this movie and for like the first 20 minutes, I'm like, what even is this movie? Like, I thought it was like, it seemed like a movie about like a couple that was going wrong. Like it was about the, 
the main character and his wife's like terrible relationship and like i was like where is this movie going and then it's like oh like it's and if you read the reviews online i i didn't read the reviews before because i wanted to go into this cold and just experience it for what it was afterwards i read the reviews and they are across the board like everybody has their take on what they want to everybody wants to put this movie in a box yeah i feel like you you can't can't. no that's Uh, why i like it yeah i've even seen people call it folk horror which i think that is a a real big stretch people wanted to um compare it to the wicker man i see some similarities but not really i mean that's the folk horror thing and yeah, yeah there's like there's similarities but like honestly like the cult aspect of the movie is is really it's it's introduced so late like that you it's not like the way you know you know what's going on in the wicker man or in in midsummer right. that's another you know obviously mm-hmm. like fucking the, the hardcore horror fans are like oh midsummer's just a ripoff of the wicker <laughs> man it's not uh by the way um yeah. but uh you know but but that element is it's almost like I don't know. I feel like the cult stuff is like an exclamation point to this whole movie. Like for me personally, this is this is kind of what I took away from this. Right. Like when you're in the army or you're in any kind of armed forces. Right. You are always controlled by powers outside of your control. You're asked to kill people that you don't really know anything about. You don't understand your master's motivations. And then at the end, what happens? You're ultimately sacrificed for you don't know what. And I, I don't know. Like, again, I, I, this is a, a theory that I literally just pieced together while watching it this time. But I, I really do think that the majority of the, this film is, a, is a, a condemnation of like armed, like to, to be in the armed forces or not, not to, not that's the incorrect way to say it. I mean, the, military uh, in the, industrial military complex industrial complex yes yeah. I, I again i i am uh i am a strong uh i'm like uh hideo kojima who famously in his games is i'm very anti-war but i'm pro-troop like I, you know what i mean like i yeah. don't have anything against people that that join the army um or just I, you know um the puppet masters controlling the puppets exactly. you know like if if that the haves who are the ones with money basically get to control the board game. They get to, yeah. to to move the pieces and Gal and Jay, who are the two characters, the two hitmen in this movie. Yeah. They are those pawns and yeah, absolutely. they're being paid by these rich dudes and they don't really know what their mission is. No. They're just like, have- we need the money. Let's do it. And they're literally, their targets are literally just like people. You know what I mean? Like, the the one guy and and it's interesting to me because another another again this movie I I don't know I don't mean to like keep sucking it off but like there's so many little things about this movie that I like like how Gal has to rationalize like when he kills the priest right he's like well he assumes he did something bad but he doesn't know that yeah and then like the second guy he kills like that one's easier for him because then they find what you assume is like child porn or snuff porn or something yeah. something uh, incredibly disturbing you might want to you might want to like bleep out the porn part because some algorithms will hear that and like yeah. flag us sorry I probably, should, I probably should have said corn like they do I'll rewind I'll do a fancy rewind edit yeah i i it's, it, it's so dumb like the algorithms are so like we can't you know talk about things the way they are anyway 
but that and then that's interesting too because then like that that unlocks his like berserker mode because he feels like righteous in what he's doing which i think is really interesting like i don't know there's a lot of there's a lot of nuance in this whole movie like and it's very i think like it's a movie that like you said earlier where it's, the reviews are like they're trying to like put something in a box i feel like you could kind of pick apart almost any scene in this movie and there's a lot more going on than what's yeah. on the surface and um, um you know when uh there, there's a couple scenes that are really graphic and gory and oh my it's god like the, real the, realistic the, violence the most disturbing kind you yes. know um and in those moments i was like holy hell what okay if if they just showed that if they just made that scene right. and they, they like stuck with it and it was it was hard to watch like what are they going to do next where could they go from yeah. here well and this, i read that, that uh, i'm sorry go ahead no i was just gonna say i read an article with um the director ben weenley and he was saying that he was inspired after watching that movie the orphanage and how yeah, good movie yeah they came out of the gate and he thought it was going to be like this art house film and then the violent horror hit and he wasn't sure where it was going to go next so he yeah. was like inspired by that to just kind of throw the viewer off so you don't know where it's going to go and i i love that element about it i yeah, was like okay I, if he if if this guy is this far off his rocker to commit a violent act against this stranger who he barely knows right um what won't he do <laughs> yeah well it, it speaks to my my minor nitpick on evil dead rise right like i said if it was up to me the first the first death would have been the little girl yeah. because then you'd have been like holy shit <laughs> right like what the hell else are they gonna do and again i i really love that movie it's it's a minor nitpick but like i said if i wrote the movie that's what i would do because i love the idea of kind of putting your audience on their back foot and i feel like this movie does that the entire time the entire right like time. that yeah. that scene that you're talking about is so fucking violent and just like i mean how many times have you seen a movie where like you know they do like specifically like they take a hammer and there's like bashing somebody but you don't see it yeah <laughs> they fucking show it and yeah. like he doesn't just stop by breaking his hand he starts bashing his fucking knees and Oh, it's all it's really good and then i love i love that scene and a little bit of it happens in the priest scene but like the guy is like thank you thank you like yeah. there's something going on and even that's like what what the fuck is going right. on like i i love the thread of like it this movie never never like goes like full like surreal or like the character is like losing his mind but like there's just this thread that you as the audience are like, what? Like, I, I, I think it is a, it is a perfect like breadcrumb where you're just mm -hmm. like, I can't wait. I have no idea what that was going to happen next, but I can't wait to see it. And they didn't like, introduce I, that thread until about a third of the way through the movie. Oh yeah, where you're like, and, okay, what? Like, what does this have to do with or, anything that we've watched the previous, you know, thirty minutes? Like, this or, doesn't make any sense. Or what's his? Uh, what's this? The I'm terrible. Gal is the main Gal. character. But what's the uh, Jay? Jay's the main character. Gal's his buddy. Like, Gal's the buddy. Also, yeah. that guy Gal, a great actor. He's awesome. been in a ton of shit. He's in uh, one of the best Black Mirror episodes. That one where uh, another one about Kitty Corn. Uh, uh where they got like he could see the everybody can see like what's on your cell phone or whatever he's in that yeah. episode he's uh he's in another ben wheatley movie which i highly recommend called a field in england which is 
not a horror movie but it's like a weird psychedelic like r- another rumination on war actually which is kind of interesting also uh, that movie lobster. that movie is fucking brilliant yeah, he's in the lobster he's a great actor i really like him uh he's great in this movie too but what i was gonna say is that the scene it kind of happens like right away and it's kind of unexplained but his like new girlfriend that he brings over the house there's a point where she goes into their mirror and carves in this weird like occult symbol and you're like the hell is that and it's not really touched on again until like the the the, that thread isn't tied together until literally the end of the movie uh it's kind of brilliant but even then is it really tied together i mean maybe maybe you understood it better than me you're much brighter than i am but i (laughs) i typically cheat and go to like the reviews or the wikipedia and be like okay what did this mean in the end uh I there mean, was no yeah, explanation I mean, as to why that girlfriend put that symbol on the back of the mirror as as if she was well, marking the family well, for well, for death well to me i and the I symbol looks I, like this yeah also uh this movie sorry um, sorry listener you can't see that did, did we do last shift we didn't do last shift did we, we did not we might have talked about last shift but uh, this movie and Last Shift are both movies that have awful covers. Like, yeah. if you see the cover to this movie, the one that's behind Chris, you'll be like, I'm not watching this movie. It looks like shit. Like, it's the name look- alone. And the name Unless sucks. you suggested it to me, yeah. I would have never watched this The name probably. sucks. The name is not good. It's a bad it's title. It's so generic. It's such a bad title. And yeah. then you see the cover and you're like, I don't want to watch this. Anyway, yeah. um, but uh but no my takeaway was that first of all they that the cult or whatever at the end of the movie they had targeted uh gal for a long time and that and that the because remember they had the file on them they knew about yeah. whatever happened in i think it was uh kiev forget the, kiev yeah. yeah and um you know he for whatever reason he is some sort of central figure in their religion. That's why everybody knows about him. And that's why all his victims are like, thank you, thank you. So like, I don't know, you can take it in a lot of different ways. And again, I actually appreciate the fact that I don't explain it. I would think it would have killed the movie. But like, I think that maybe he's some sort of, or at least he's been, they've the followers have been told that he's some sort of like prophetic thing, like some kind of yeah. violence that's prophet. Or something because like remember like he because I, I also think that like everything that they 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 push him to do is is obviously meant to happen so like maybe obviously this cult has some sort of it's like a death cult like it, they, they ritualize these deaths and death is like you know that you watch the one ritual where literally a woman is like hung and she dies but I think that like he is like he is like the uh, he he is like a a carrier of death. You know what I mean? Like he mm-hmm. is forced to kill, and he has like no problem with it. And at the end of the movie, again, spoiler, 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 he's made to kill his own son. And you find out. I mean, I took it as the wife was involved in it the whole time too. Like she, I mean, she she was basically their middleman. Like because they they we don't do synopsises here, but. But the two main characters are ex like special forces guys, and now they're retired. But their uh, uh, gal's wife basically is their his wife. Know, uh, uh, yeah, sorry, the, the Jay's wife. That is um, 
Jay's wife is basically their like liaison for like hitman work. Like they've retired from the special forces, but now they're like hired killers. And it seems like again, like and and this is all left up to the audience, but I think that the end is that again, he is some sort of they've either made him to be or he is some sort of prophetic coming of like their like death harbinger. Nice. Like I mean it's 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 not dissimilar to you know midsummer in that respect right like they they use uh danny and danny ends up becoming this this like centralized figure in their religion you know what i mean it's kind of the same it's a similar idea and in that respect it is kind of similar to the wicker man in a weird way wouldn't have been easier to just tell jay you are the chosen one instead of just him going on this murderous rampage yeah but like but but religion playing this is, little game that but like you know. religion is always like circuitous right especially like like think about it right? think about like like in even the bible they like like biblical figures have trials right yeah, go go even for go go to like greek mythology and stuff like that like the trials of like hercules or something like that like that is kind of a tenet of like a like a fanatical religious figure right so maybe in their minds or in their teachings or whatever he has to go through these steps like he can't be made aware of what he is or maybe he he isn't like this prophetic thing maybe they are making him into that like he maybe it's it's possible well and it's also possible that the hierarchs uh, of this this cult are just like him maybe they went through the exact same thing maybe this is like because remember, at the end, he puts on the mask. They all have the same kind of mask that he has, this one. So, like, maybe maybe this, like, ultimate sacrifice through, like, horrendous violence is just something they all, all go through. Again, this would kind of play back into the analogy that I was given earlier about, like, like let's say, like, uh, to, for somebody to rise through the ranks of, like, the military, like, they have to sacrifice so much to become, like, one of the figureheads to start you know uh puppet mastering the the lesser guys around so again that could also play into it but also but here again we don't know it's all speculation it also wouldn't kind of... make for much of a movie if they were like hey jay would you like to be the chosen one and he was like well yeah, yeah i mean I that's nothing also, else to do that's also that's also the part end. of it and like i i i think it work it works because it's so vague like i i i i like um I would hate this movie if there was like a 10 minute scene explaining the cult and explaining like what they did and why they like, I don't need I that. I think you're all. making a great point in uh, uh, for whoever chooses to watch this film. Um, don't expect answers. If you're one of these yeah. people that needs an answer for everything, similar to <laughs> me in some cases, most cases, like this is not your movie. Um, See, I yeah and I mean like I don't I, and, I, and not to, to detract anybody's like way of enjoying a movie but like I don't this movie to me like I, I think a lot of times and you know I get this with like David Lynch movies and stuff but like a lot of times it's kind of the feeling you get like it kind of goes past like a logic or like a A to B thing like this mm-hmm. movie ends so viscerally like I don't even care about their motivation you know what I mean it just works yeah. because yeah. it's such a gut punch and like I don't, I don't know. I feel like I've seen way too many movies. Uh, I'm looking at you, Jordan Peele's Us, that like has like a weird premise, but then spends half an hour explaining the pre- premise. And then I'm just like, 
I don't, I don't care. You've taken all the mystery out of it. It's not fun anymore. Like, yeah. And cause nine times out of 10, if you sit down and explain it, it's going to sound stupid. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. because the more you explain, the more chances you have as a viewer to punch holes in it and be like, well, that doesn't make sense. Or that doesn't make sense. Like the way Wheatley did it is just like, he punched you in the face, knocked you out and ran away. Cause it's the movie's over. Like, he's yeah. like, he, he just sucker punched you and now it's like well fuck i don't know what the hell I and i liked it this time generally i'm not for that but i was for it this time and i yeah i think it's the only way to fucking end this movie like and and what did you think about um the very final scene when he i forget he takes the mask does he put the mask on take either way um after he finds out that he kills who he killed i mean i'm not going to give that spoiler away i think i already did i already did did you (laughs) Okay, yeah, the hunchback. Right. Yeah, the hunchback. <laughs> which we'll just also, call him the hunchback. He which also the hunchback. was his was expression awesome. is yeah. just like, uh, I, I would imagine it would be how um, most people would be in that situation. Just complete yeah. confusion, shock, um, almost like indifferent, <laughs> you know. And it kind of felt like this. This movie predates Midsummer by yes. about eight years. So this is not ripping off Midsummer in any way. If anything, no. Midsummer would rip off this, but I I got those similar vibes. It has vibes. a similar vibe. It definitely has a similar vibe and like it again it kind of speaks to I think personally like it, it confuses the motivation of the main character and what his his role really is in all of this because you don't know. It's open to interpretation. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he's not his reaction is is very interesting and it's kind of open-ended and i think that makes it again that makes it you know up to interpretation like the even the wife right like the wife like laughing like that's pretty wild like that and i uh i don't know like i i i really do think and people may disagree i think this is like a perfect ending like i think this is Again, I, I think this movie highly hinges on this ending, but like I think it nails it. I think it's so satisfying of an ending. And I think like it's a shame more people haven't seen this movie because like Ben Wheatley is like popular with like nerds, but like he's not he's not that well known. He is hilariously uh, his next feature film is The Meg 2, which uh, um, that, that's that's I mean, everyone needs to make. Uh, but he's made a lot of interesting films like now i'm really excited to see the rest of his stuff and he's got a long list of movies which is great Um, he's got some hits he's got some misses i'd really recommend a field in england i personally really liked high rise a lot of people did not i I don't know if you're familiar with the work of uh what was his first name uh ballard jg ballard he wrote Mm -hmm. crash and he wrote he wrote this book high rise crash got adapted by david cronenberg it's a fucking awesome movie um high rise got adapted by ben wheatley and um a lot of people didn't like it i i thought it was great like it's got I a really, lot of heavy hitters in it tom hiddleston I, jeremy irons sienna miller I, luke evans elizabeth moss i really liked it i read the book and then i watched the movie and i really liked it um jg ballard writes a lot of like kind of weird like anti-capitalist kind of surrealist horror stuff and that's what this is about made a uh made a book called kingdom come which i really love that's about a fucking mall that basically like turns people into psychopaths it's cool. awesome. um but they, a lot I'm of people sure they actually like, do 
a lot of people didn't like high rise i thought it was really good a field in england i think is a fucking masterpiece i think this is a fucking masterpiece like i i he's a guy i i, I think needs to get more more attention um but uh yeah i i don't know i mean all, um not to do with almost anything the wife in this movie i find really hot <laughs> swedish, just a, swedish swedish origin just to uh just to tie back into my misogyny um <laughs> she was also uh, what was she in um something fairly big because i looked it up and i was like oh that was her uh hold on she, let me look. Yeah, she definitely looks familiar keep keep talking tj keep the audience i love i love i think all the acting in this is really well done like i like i said before i think gail is like a really great character um also something i didn't talk about there's a lot of interesting foreshadowing in this whole movie um like uh in the beginning of the movie uh so he finds like a gutted rabbit on his front his front lawn that his cat brings him and then later on in the movie like the way gal dies he's like gutted in the same way so it's like is the cult giving like, is that is another is another pet giving them something you know it's kind of interesting there's there's other little little notes like that and it's just like stuff nice. like like reincorporation it's 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 fun it makes repeat viewings uh a lot a lot of fun like i said i've seen this a bunch uh yeah i was curious how many times you would seen it at least at least four times four or wow. five times probably and do you pick up something I, new every time uh yeah i mean this time i absolutely did uh like i said i i the whole military aspect of it is I, like again i don't know if this is something i'm just developing a whole cloth but i didn't really come i did not come away with that impression the first time i watched it uh or any other time um but no, i just think this is like really really well made it keeps you on your toes it's again a genre mashup um it's done on a pretty low budget but it looks good like it's not like you know the cinematography and the direction overall they're not gonna like blow you away but they're like very competent you know what i mean yeah and i thought that even like the little stuff like i feel like the tension in the scenes with uh the husband and wife fighting in the beginning are like really well done yeah and like seem real it felt real <laughs> and and there's some it felt like a legitimate like, argument between a husband and a wife and you feel really awkward around it and like it's yeah. it's and then there's a there's a scene i really like uh towards the end of the movie where um jay and gail fight and then they like cut to them like not fighting anymore and they're like oh, i'm sorry like like they're like you know you think they're about to kill each other and then they just like but they're like buddies so they're just like fighting and it's just like oh sorry i like punched you in the nose like yeah sorry i gotta i gotta replace this vase like i don't know i there's so many again there's really great characters in this movie without again the movie is very propulsionary right like it it doesn't really there's no like sags in this this movie it is it is eight of it, it just moves yeah. and i feel like you get to know these characters very well without a whole lot of backstory to almost any of them like it, it's a it's the perfect example of show don't tell right mm -hmm. like this and again even in that that again uh that is personified by the ending right like it just shows you it doesn't tell you almost anything so mm -hmm. it's it's as the kids would say it is a vibe this movie is very vibe based there's a vibe based movie because 
when you're in the kind of normal day-to-day life stuff's fucked up and not nothing's right you know what i mean because the their relationship is so tense and weird and you know you you you're worried that something's going to happen between them like is is jay going to get violent like towards his family you don't know and then when it gets into the actual like meat of like the assassinations for hire that's weird i mean when they the guy literally does like a blood pack to like uh yeah. to sign his contract and you're like what the fuck also that guy looks like joe biden which is fucking <laughs> hilarious um I, and it just occurred to me too that in that final scene where he shows like a, a, a there's almost like a sigh of relief that everything is over that he doesn't yeah. have to do this anymore essentially and when he sees his deceased wife and child in front of him the whole reason he started this in the first place was to provide for them Right. And make money for the family. As messed up as this sounds. Yeah, he now that's do over. That he doesn't have to do that anymore. That's a weight off his shoulders. Or not saying that even that is, even it even <laughs> in a more even in a more a more fucked up way, if you think about it. Again, if he is some he is some sort of central figure in this religion, now he is providing for a different family. Yeah. It's which is kind of a fucked up insane way to look at it. But yeah. again, interesting. It's layers, right? It's layers. Yeah. Just the fact that we can talk about this and you know, we could probably bring on a handful more people and they might have a different angle on this or they might have a different thought process to what the character thinks. Like I love that kind of stuff. I I I love obviously it's why we do it every week. I love discussion. Like I love to talk about movies and pick them apart. And when movies or the clothes and it's like no it's this 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 and this. like i i don't to me it takes a lot of the fun out of the movie like i i'm not saying that that every movie doesn't need to have like a a, a more solid structure and you can have things that explained obviously like not everything has to be like abstract but for me i get more fun into kind of picking something apart and yeah. also there is a, a, an instance where you're not given enough and it's vague, and then it's not satisfying at all. You need a, a a solid foundation to be vague and weird. Like this movie has a solid foundation. It has it gives you enough pieces where you can be like, okay, this is what I think, and this is why. Like I I I will make it known that I hate when when people I always say they do a lot of work for a movie where they they come up with all these theories and this these kind of extrapolations. And it's based on nothing but like just an idea that they had. It's like, what in the movie led you to believe it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I hate I, that. I hate too when you, um, and th- this could also be uh, a lack of um, like charisma or or just not gelling with your co-star. You know, right. like when when couples have fights in movies and it seems so artificial and fake, almost like somebody who is single and never been married is writing about married couples and their mm-hmm. fights. Like this one felt like, like, like Ben Wheatley had just probably gotten in an argument with his wife and was like, you yeah. know, I'm going to write about this. If he's married, <laughs> I, I hope they're doing it. He is right. actually, not only is he married, like his, um, his partner, she like edits and writes and oh, does wow. and like works alongside like, she does a lot with his movies um, from what I'm reading. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah well, it was also, co- co-written and co-edited um, by his oh, wife. 
That's awesome. Um, also, I think an, an, an element that adds to the realism is the way it's shot. It almost feels like reality TV because like it's very like close quarters, like all the all the camera shots are like very almost like reality TV. Like you're like right there the whole time. Like yeah. it feels again, it they're the artifice of being artificial. Yeah. <laughs> I Basically, I said artificial twice uh thank you for the source uh tj <laughs> over here but like they there it seems very you kind of um you kind of lose the sense that you're watching a movie during those scenes which i yeah. liked a lot like it, the whole movie feels very grounded even in the end like when it gets fucking bonkers like it feels like you said earlier the violence is very realistic well, i think the whole movie is like very grounded and realistic and it's yeah. that makes it even scarier shout um, out to the cinematography cinematographer cinematography by laurie rose i mean i th- I just yeah. thought it looked they did a great they did great a great too job. like like you were saying the vibes yeah it's not it's not flashy but it's really oh. really well done you know yeah. it's not like rich uh what's his name robert deacons or anything but it's it's really well done and it really puts you into the movie anyway let's uh number scores chris numbers we got about four minutes to you want to go first uh, well, I think everybody knows it's a 10. I mean, I, I think this movie is fucking fantastic. Loved I it. love this fucking movie. Yeah. I feel like, again, the the, the title and the poster do, do an incredible disservice to this movie. Um, it's great. More people need to watch it. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully just through our little show, maybe a few more eyes will get on this. It's currently available on Tubi, the greatest streaming platform known to me. <laughs> Um, this is no bloody muscle bodybuilder in hell, but no, I'm no. going to give it a, uh, a 9.1. Wow. Um, good score. Yeah. I, I love this movie. Um, this is, uh, what we like to know, what we call in the business, a certified good ass movie. Yeah. The <laughs> only thing I would have wished for is, um, maybe like, like the whole beginning, uh, sorry. Um, the setup with his wife with gal that was all necessary i i all i wish was either that the movie was longer because <laughs> i love it, it so could, much, or you know, it's weird yeah it could be portion. a little longer it could yeah. you know i did yeah you're absolutely right like you want to be in this this with this movie a little longer i this agree. is the first movie in a long time where i was disappointed when it ended and i was like yeah. damn i wish that that could have gone on for another 15 20 minutes and i would have been yeah thrilled absolutely you could have had a little bit more lead up to the whole like end of the movie yeah just a little bit more a little bit and and that's a i mean that speaks volumes to the quality of the movie because yeah most movies i'm like you could cut 20 minutes here you could cut a half hour there no not this one way to go ben wheelie it's a banger (laughs) uh you got any thoughts for next week uh i don't i'm uh do you you have something like already uh uh i was i i got i i got told that uh we almost reviewed it a couple of weeks ago but that hole in the ground is actually very good it's by the same director as evil dead rise oh right right Uh, we we could do that i don't know try that if if you want to do that uh also it's an a24 movie which i didn't know so that kind of makes me or maybe we should open it up to our plethora of fans too and they're they're plentiful we'll let the fan (laughs) decide i don't know we'll figure it out we'll figure it out yeah we'll figure it out and we are we are not going to get cut off this time so no we still got a minute and a half but we got nothing left to say at least i don't 
So TJ, if you want to wrap it up, take it away. No, it's a great movie. Uh, Ben Wheatley rocks. And uh, I'm a big fan of him. Go see the Meg (laughs) two next week. God, why is it? I mean, he's getting paid. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, get paid my man. Well, that's like, we, we watched high tension, right? Um, uh, Alexander Aja, he directed Piranha 3D. It's like, well, you know, he can make okay. his money here with Meg 2 and then put it all towards um, the uh, Kill List 2. Oh, my God. Kill List. Can you imagine? A longer what a list. What a terrible idea. Kill List 2. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. All right. Bye, everybody. All right. See you, everybody.